I lived in Boston um, in the U.S. when I was little. That's how I learned English. And I do have an American accent, although I'm Japanese. <laughs> so um, so going to California wasn't as daunting as, you know, compared to um, a Japanese person who's been bo born and raised here and, you know, has never traveled at all. Um, but it was very nerve-wracking for me to go into the recording studio. It was actually the first time that I did anything professionally, and to do that in a foreign country was definitely daunting as well. Um, I remember um, the night before my first ever recording day, I thought like I was going to die <laughs> because of all the, <laughs> you know, the stress I was feeling. And so although it was... I guess you could say a little bit of a risk, you know, to go all the way to a, um, another country to record. Uh, but at the same time, I can't imagine my life, how it would be if I haven't, you know, done that. So I always tell myself that not taking the risk is the biggest risk. <laughs> Hey, this is your host Manakshi Srivastava, also known as My Boho Voyage, and I welcome you to another amazing episode of Inspiring Explorers. And as the name suggests, Inspiring Explorers is all about inspiring you with the inspiring life journeys of some of the most successful personalities from around the world, and they also share with us some interesting travel experiences that are not limited to sightseeing. For this episode of Inspiring Explorers, we have an inspiring explorer who is a rising Japanese singer and songwriter, Stella Venus. Stella Venus is a multilingual singer and sings in three languages, Japanese, Mandarin and English, showcasing her versatility and love for different cultures. Stella began her music career professionally just last year, that is in the year 2022. In May of 2022, Stella released the CD of her first album, The New Beginning in Japan and the CD was extremely well received and tickets for her first tour sold out immediately as well as her performances in Tokyo, Kyoto and Osaka were a huge success. In January 2023, she made a guest appearance at an event in Mexico followed by her first official overseas live performance at a jazz club in Canada delivering a moving performance to the international audience. Stella's journey is just beginning and her path is paved with exciting projects on the horizon. As an international artist, Stella is preparing for spring of 2023 and the release of her highly anticipated debut single, along with the release of Chinese versions of her songs and upcoming performances in Europe. Born in Tokyo, Japan, her upbringing alongside her father, who himself is a highly influential best-selling author, she met all kinds of influential thought leaders that instilled in her a global perspective, inspiring her to delve into the depths of her artistry and connect with the audiences on a profound level. Stella is not just a multilingual singer, but also a composer and lyricist of her songs. And before we start this episode, let me tell you that you can watch all my inspiring explorer episodes on my YouTube channel, My Boho Voyage. You you can also listen to them on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Just search for Inspiring Explorers on the apps and you'll find the show. All the links are mentioned in the description box below. So do go check them out and also come connect with me on Instagram at the Voyage. So without any further ado, let me welcome our amazing guest for today, Stella Venus. So welcome to Inspiring Explorers, Stella. Super, super excited to have you on Inspiring Explorers. I was so looking forward to this for a very long time. 
So super happy to have you. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Hi, Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Thank you so much for having me. I was so looking forward to this as well. And it's such an honor to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Super honored to have you as well. Mm-hmm. So you started your journey at a very young age mm-hmm. and you are famous in Japan. You have also been famous in Mexico and loved in Canada as well. So what inspired you to sing professionally? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, first of all, let me say that I um, I started my career last year as a singer. Um, it's really weird to me still because I feel like I've been doing this forever. But at the same time, it's just started last year. And I'm not famous yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yes, so I have always loved music. Um, but you know when you're a singer when you're particular when you have a particular occupation you you tend to be you identify yourself as that um but for me um it's not like i've wanted to do music um but you know in my upbringing and throughout my life i've been uh blessed with so much love and so many amazing opportunities and for me music is the method where i could show and share my love and i don't know if that's making sense um but i just wanted a way where i could give the love back to the world as you know how much i received it so that's kind of the reason why i do music and of course i love the act of creating music and singing and I've been blessed to sing in many countries including India recently so yes. I've been I've been blessed in my journey so far and and yeah I I I'm so humbled by the idea that this is my life that I get to do what I love that is awesome and you so humbly and kindly just said that you're not famous but I think Japanese people heard you a lot and <laughs> <laughs> and they love you and I can see oh. that like you you started very recently that's true but i saw your youtube channel and there's a lot of love from the japanese people because they actually got to hear you and mm-hmm. i'm sure when the world hears you they would love you a lot too because no. i think your voice is really really beautiful <laughs> thank you so much i so appreciate it yeah so like you said that you just began your career and you got a chance to sing in india canada and mexico so mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that you also took a solo trip to California to discover mm-hmm. your you know love for music more and enrich it more so like I think for a 19 year old girl to take a solo trip to California for her career is very daunting and a very brave act so how was that experience for you being a Japanese girl in a new country solo at such a young age right Yeah so um I lived in Boston um in the US when I was little that's how I learned English and I do have an American accent although I'm Japanese <laughs> So um so going to California wasn't as daunting as you know compared to um a Japanese person who's been bo- born and raised here and you know has never traveled at all Um but it was very nerve-wracking for me to go into the recording studio. It was actually the first time that I did anything professionally and to do that in a foreign country was definitely daunting as well. Um I remember um the night before my first ever recording day, I thought like I was going to die <laughs> because of all the <laughs> you know, the stress I was feeling and 
um, I recorded um, in two languages um, wow. on a win as well. So I was writing the lyrics till last minute and, you know, all of that was happening at the same time. But my producers are so um, welcoming and they're such kind people. And um, so in, in that sense, I wasn't scared. And also, I feel that that was the time when I was truly it felt like I was living the predetermined destiny that I was supposed to, you know, live and experience. Um, so a lot of synchronicities and um, serendipitous things happened on that trip. And I met wonderful people. So although it was, I guess you could say a little bit of a risk, you know, to go all the way to a, um, another country to record. Uh, but at the same time, I can't imagine my life, how it would be if I haven't, you know, done that. So I always tell myself that not taking the risk is the biggest risk. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad that I did that. And I tell myself to take more risks, uh, <laughs> remembering that time. That is true. Not taking a yeah. risk is the biggest risk. That is true. Yeah. Because if you wouldn't have done that and not dared to do that. To be honest, then mm -hmm. I think the world would not be listening to your voice right now. Mm -hmm. And you have a wonderful gift that you should definitely share with the world. So I'm glad you took that trip and you made that decision. And yeah, I can totally understand the anxieties and that you, you would feel, <laughs> you know, like dying that time. So any chance that you would know that, uh, I know when you're very scared, so you do things and do you have any idea of how did you overcome those anxieties what did you do and we would love to know those tips to you know overcome those anxieties yeah so i don't know if i'm the best person to ask this because i feel like i still haven't figured it out but um i guess just just doing it is the only way you can overcome it because you know i i've learned a lot about the human brain and psychology and all of that but at the end of the day, you you make it into a bigger problem by not doing it, right? So I, I I think just just having enough courage to just take the first step and the baby steps, um, I think is the only way we could overcome fear. And you know, for me, it's a struggle because um, like the creative energy is a completely different thing than um, an energy that moves forward, I feel. So an, an energy that moves forward is sort of like an entrepreneurial, you know, work or, you know, taking new risks and doing new things. But the creative energy is so, it goes in inward. True. So when you're creating songs and when you're creating new concepts, you have to sit alone and um, not do anything new, but to stick to a routine and, and find inspiration from the daily life. So it's really hard to um, do it all at once. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but I guess it's a combination of listening to yourself and looking inward, but also finding the courage to step out of your comfort zone. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. So I think that you know, being a creative in, in this day and age is, is really difficult. Um, and I might have the wisdom within a few years. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but I'm still trying to figure everything out at the moment. That's true. And you have just begun, so I'm sure you'll get more experiences to learn. That's how the process of creation goes. Mm -hmm. So, well, you also mentioned about singing in two languages. And I heard that you love Mandarin and you also speak English as well as Japanese. So, uh, like, I understand using English, but what made you fall in love with Mandarin? Yeah, so um, Mandarin, I've I've always been um, attracted to Chinese and 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 the culture as well, of course. And um, I I think that Chinese is so beautiful, and um, I have this incredible lyricist who's working with me and translating all of my Ch uh, songs into Chinese with me. Wow. And um, so I have uh, the same song in three languages now. And it's it's really exciting that I get to sing these in, in these languages because I, I think that every language has its own uniqueness and its own power. And when I sing in Chinese, it 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 sort of feels like, you know, when I, whenever I do visit China, I kind of feel like maybe I I was Chinese at a certain point in time in my past life. I don't know. I feel so yeah. connected to um the country and the people and the culture so you know when when i sing in chinese i definitely feel connected to the language um but it's 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 so interesting to me how different a song could sound within these languages and i it's not just you know japanese chinese and english that i'm interested in so who knows maybe in the future i'll sing in gujarati or in hindi <laughs> um yeah yeah, I I want to try different languages for sure awesome. in the future. We would love to hear you in Hindi. That would be yeah, fun. Yeah, I'd love to sing a song in Hindi. Maybe you have to teach me. Oh, definitely. I, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah, I'd love to learn. You also mentioned that uh, your new album that you're going to release. So when would we be able to hear the new beginning album? Yeah, so I released it in a CD form last year. Here's the CD right here wow. <laughs> in my nice. hand. Um, uh, but I haven't released the digital version yet. It's set to be released around um, early summer. So I'm really excited about that. I have um, exciting music videos and all of that coming up. And this would be my first ever work that's going to be put out there in the world. So I'm excited for it. Um, but the new beginning, um, I got this inspiration when I was so lost in my life. And this EP is about uh, my journey of self-discovery and self-healing. So that's why I named it The New Beginning, because I want it to be, you know, something that resembles um, that time in my life. Um, it starts with a song called Bird in a Cage. And, and then it ends with a song called Into the Unknown. Wow. So it's it's my process of feeling like a bird in a cage to going out in the world into the unknown. Yeah, so I'm really excited to release this as my debut EP because it's so dear to my heart. Definitely. And we would love to hear that, you know. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. I think I heard the bird in the cage when you sang mm -hmm. in Canada and you shared it on your social media. I absolutely loved that song, to be honest. So yeah, Thank super you. excited that when you will release it. 
I would love mm-hmm. to hear the entire album. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So when you said that, you know, your brain was already trained towards, um, you know, it wasn't as taunting for you to go to California because you already had that mindset in you. You also happen to be the daughter of a best-selling and famous author of Japan. So how was your childhood and like when we are surrounded by by the thought leaders that have such powerful thoughts, it changes us in so many ways and our experiences are different. So how was your childhood like and your experiences with, you know, growing up with such powerful thought leader? Yes, so I would say I definitely had an abnormal childhood, I guess. Um, A unique childhood, if you would say. Um, I actually went to a school where there's no um, teachers and no classrooms as well. So that's a a completely different thing that we'll have to talk about later. (laughs) Um, But um, that and in the combination of, you know, my father being my father, I met so many different people around the world who are you know, living different ways. And I've met so many top leaders um, within the country and also, you know, in different places in the world, um, which I'm sure definitely shaped me in one way or another. Um, I guess, you know, looking back on my childhood, for me, it was a normal thing to, to live a life of service and to live with purpose and um, because I, I saw so many, you know, examples of that in my childhood. And so, you know, I, I have a few people who truly inspired me and who shaped the way I think. Um, uh, there's this uh, person called Lynn Twist, who is an incredible philanthropist. She's so kind and so driven and so mission-based and so um, service-based. So... She lives, she lives a life based on, you know, what can I do for the world? And um, what can I do to make the world a better place? And, and um, the Nobel Peace Prize winner is a person called um, Muhammad Yunus. And um, he was like the kindest person that I've ever met in my life. And I guess um, I could say that um, all the people that have impacted me are all so kind, so I don't know yeah. another adjective to describe them, but um, I actually had the opportunity to sing for him, and he was so gracious, and, and I can just just see the sweetness in his eyes, and if you wouldn't know that he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner, you would never know, no. um, and so just the presence of him, just, just the pure kindness um, that you feel in him was something that inspired me so much. And um, I've met uh, this person in the royal family in in Japan. Um, Her name is Princess Takamado. Um, And um, she is such a genuinely, incredibly sweet person and so humble. And uh, Mm -hmm. she actually speaks three languages, um, Japanese, because, you know, she's Japanese and English and um, French and she was actually one of the um, big reasons why uh, 2020 Olympics happened in Japan and she gave a speech um, at the Olympics committee in um, French (laughs) so I thought that was super cool but um, meeting with her and having conversations with her throughout the years 
um, has has changed the way I I think for sure. Um, she's an incredible philanthropist, and and the same thing with with Ionis, But she was she's such a kind hearted person, and um, she's a princess, a real life princess. So <laughs> I get a little nervous when I whenever I meet her. Um, but she doesn't make you feel inferior or uncomfortable in any way whatsoever. And although, you know, she's such an influential person and also uh, Mr. Muhammad, he, he's such an influential leader, you feel so seen by them. You know, they're so present in the moment and you feel so connected to them. And that's that's incredible because, you know, they live such busy lives and yet the fact that they're able to, you know, be present um, with the person in front of them I think that the way they are is incredible. Yeah, I've I've met so many people who are who are affluent and who have a lot of um freedom and wealth, but at the same time have so much kindness and in their hearts. And I've been inspired by people like that. So in my life, my question is, you know, what can what can I do? And for me, my way of you know, giving back to the world was music, but I'm sure that I'll find different ways in the future. And, you know, that's the life that I want to live. And those are the people that I'm inspired by. Wonderful. And that's awesome. Like the, the kind of people that you've met, this is so powerful and you're blessed to be, you know, surrounded by such amazing thought leaders. Yeah. So I found that the most incredible people and the most incredible leaders are so humble. True. And um, it's it's more the way that they are and it's who they are. And behind the cameras, you know, that's when you know who that person is, you know, how a person behaves off camera. And I've cr- encountered those personal moments where, you know, they don't even have to do or give that much, <laughs> but they're, they, but they give and give and give. And, yeah. you know, um, these influential people who are so incredibly kind and humble, just the way they are, you know, I, I wish that I could bring you back in time and put you in the room. <laughs> with those people. Um, but uh, I've, I've learned that the, the truly incredible people are the most humble. And um, I want to be that way. And and I hope that I could be even like a millimeter close to, you know, what they represent and who they are. I look up to them quite a lot. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is so true. Because uh, I think the more podcast episodes that I've taken and the more I've talked to all these influential people, one mm-hmm. thing that, like you said, is common is that they are very humble. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps us understand that we need to be a better person as well every day in our life that's very beautiful and i would have loved to be in that room if i could time travel (laughs) that's true (laughs) i wish i could have um like a recorder in my brain and like project (laughs) that onto a screen and show you (laughs) that would have impacted all of us so much (laughs) yeah that's beautiful um uh, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned that you produce your songs you you direct your songs you even edit them and you write your lyrics mm-hmm. like first thing how talented are you and second thing, <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> 
And second thing, like, how does that feel wearing so many multiple hats? And I, I'm sure that would be overwhelming. So how do you first manage all of that? Daily getting inspired yeah, so as well. It's, it's not just the task in itself, but um, as I was uh, talking earlier about um, the different energies, like the outward energy and the inward energy, it's really hard to explain. But for example, if you're writing an email or if you're, um, you know, uh, planning for a new event in the future versus when you're creating a song versus when you're editing a video it's it's a completely different part of the brain that you're using yeah. so I definitely um, batch similar tasks together um, so one day would be for planning events and one day would be for creating concepts and then you know because I find that when I when I do all of those things in one day my brain just explodes and I don't know what's going on yeah um but I don't know how other creative people do it um but I think that I'm definitely more of a producer and not just a creator so that adds another element to think about um so definitely when I'm creating songs of course I create from from my heart um so the songs in my first EP are songs that you know, uh, are songs about what I went through and what I felt and what I, my personal um, challenges. Uh, but at the same time, I write for other artists as well. So when I, I'm, when I'm writing songs, um, I'm sort of uh, connecting myself to that person, whoever I'm writing for, and I'm trying to channel what she or th he is thinking so that's another creative method or another way of creating um but it's definitely daunting <laughs> to do all of that so yeah and I'm still trying to manage <laughs> <laughs> I would want to know like the best way to be creative and also um do business and um be in that I don't know if you call it entrepreneurial mindset but like yeah. a logical side that you use in your brain. I want to know how you can you know, sort of merge these together. <laughs> Please let me know if you, have, if you know a good method. Well, we'll ask our, our listeners and viewers, if you have any idea, do let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <Let us know. laughs> because it is challenging. I don't know if you saw a video of um, me holding candles. I um, directed and edited that myself. <laughs> oh my God. I thought you just produced that. It, it, oh, no. it looked so smooth. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first ever shoot that I did. Awesome. Um, back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Kudos to you. And we are waiting for more content from you then. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, well, it's coming soon. So yeah. I'm excited to share with you. So my EP is going to be out in um, early summer. I'm um, planning a mini tour, but I'm still trying awesome. to figure out the logistics. Uh, but if you follow me on my YouTube channel and my Instagram. Um, I'm posting um, pictures from all over the world, singing all over the world. So awesome. please connect with me online. <laughs> Definitely. And I'll mention all the links in the description box below. Please do check yeah. Stella. She's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. So 
coming towards the travel part, Stella, so you have also been to India and you have been around the world, Mexico, California, Boston, Japan. So any travel experience or cultural shock, could mm -hmm. you share any one or two experiences with us? Yeah, of course. Oh, I've been to so many countries, but India is probably my favorite place ever. <laughs> I really, truly fell in love with India and Delhi and... Yakata ne. Yeah, it's so beautiful there and the people are so kind. Um, but uh, there were a lot of things that I was shocked by when I was in India. Uh, for example, oh my goodness, um, the people lining up in India, I feel like they're they're so close to each other. Yeah, that is true. Why Why is that? I wanted to ask <laughs> you, why are people so close to each other? Because, for example, in Japan, um, when you uh, go on the trains, you purposefully put, like, one seat, um, you keep it open. So, for example, if there are a lot of seats and if somebody sits next to you, they will look at you weirdly because it's polite to keep the personal space. Yeah. And because we have... Um, a lot of people, for example, in Tokyo, we sort of turn our like energies off to the point where you can't really notice if, it's, if somebody's there. That's how we are. So I was so shocked in India. There's so much space. We're <laughs> <laughs> so close to each other. Why is that? Can yeah. you tell me why? <laughs> I don't know why they do that. But yeah, that's that's a lot in India. Just, <laughs> it's a cultural shock for me as well. I cannot get over that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just thought that it was so interesting <laughs> that somebody, you know, it, I have to show you a picture or show you a video for you to understand the concept of what I'm talking about because, you know, you stand close to each other almost to the point where you could touch that person in front of you, right? <laughs> I just think it's really nice and um, I think the reason why you can do that is because you have um, the trust within the community because if you don't then you can't do that so you know I think it's a good thing but it was a culture shock. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> too kind. <laughs> yeah, no. Too kind to think that it's nice. No, I think it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing. It's really hard to explain through words. Yeah, yeah no we know like all the Indians watching this would know. <laughs> would know. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah you want to talk more about the cultural shock yeah any more cultural shocks that you can share okay. with us <laughs> well, in india i was really shocked about you know the driving there <laughs> <laughs> i was in Rishikesh. Uh, i was invited to uh, this yoga festival to sing there in india and awesome. i was so honored and i went there but um you have to go through the mountainside to get to mm. uh, close to the gandhi river um where the yoga festival was hosted yeah. and um <laughs> the driving <laughs> to get to that place was so nothing like i've experienced before <laughs> because uh, uh it's really hard to explain but there's like a one-way street in yeah. japan for example it's it's too narrow that it should be like a one-way street, but it's not. Uh, and also people try to um, surpass. Um, mm, the overtake cost. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was really <laughs> Again, the Indian people will understand you. you don't right, have to right. <laughs> I thought I was going to die, but then I didn't because, you know, people are so used to driving like that. And 
it was it was fun um i wish i could experience that again because i feel that in japan we're so rigid with our rules and you know we calculate everything and every move and our life plan and all of that but when you go to india you don't know what to expect so that is true yeah that is true i've had many life and death experiences in india because of that you know the driving <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt like i was on a real life like mario kart situation <laughs> that's how i would describe it, it was so much fun <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure that a lot of um, people who visit India talk about the cows. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I understood and I knew it before, you know, and I saw um, live footages of, you know, cows just casually like crossing the streets and things before, but actually seeing it in real life is a totally different experience. And it was shocking, of course, to see a real you know life count just <laughs> passing by um but i was really shocked to find um other animals like monkeys and um, peacocks um i went to uh this garden in delhi or was it the tomb i think it was um Sattajung tomb maybe i'm pronouncing it wrong mm-hmm. uh, there was a tomb Sattajung. And... Oh, the Sattajung. yeah yeah the yeah Sattajung yeah, yeah. Tomb. sorry i'm <laughs> okay Um, but uh, there was a peacock there and I was so so shocked because I've never seen a peacock before even in the zoo Um, um, it's sort of like heaven on earth almost you know it's like paradise these animals just living and coexisting with you yes Um, and I think that's so beautiful and that's something that I haven't experienced in um, other parts of the world except for India um i've I've been to costa rica and i guess that's the place um where i've experienced sort of like a similar feel of um of heaven on earth like paradise kind of feel but at the same time that's wild nature that you get in costa rica but in delhi um (laughs) there's the city part of it and then you can see the old delhi and um just beautiful gardens everywhere I was surprised that um, in Delhi, there's a lot of green uh, yeah. because I, I thought it was going to be more like a, you know, city, city jungle with with all these skyscrapers. Yeah, true. Um, but there was a lot of green there. Mm. Um, so I'm just so excited to just see, you know, different parts of India, too. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you, you would love to. <laughs> yeah, I would love to, you yeah. know, uh like like you mentioned you saw peacocks that were in the mm-hmm. Savdajang tomb mm-hmm. there are times in india when i would go to work and I, I i'll also share the video here so like i would be going to office by car and mm-hmm. there were elephants walking you know right next to my car really and, yeah oh wow yeah for real and like so Delhi is also connected to a lot of places in India, right? So you can sometimes, if you're lucky, you'd see camels, you'll see elephants, or you'll see horses and a lot of animals just walking next to your cars. <laughs> this was in Delhi, right? Yeah, it was in Delhi again. Oh my, how? How is <laughs> existing in Delhi? <laughs> it must crazy. be coming from a nearby farm area or mm-hmm. it could be like that because Delhi is also surrounded by a lot of farms right oh. that's cool that's cool that you had fun in India all right yeah. Stella so 
any last message for our listeners and viewers yeah well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast i'm so honored that you invited me to speak here today and um please subscribe to Manakshi's youtube channel <laughs> and uh, keep you. updated um uh, on my instagram and youtube um i'm gonna release my debut be soon so keep uh posted for that yes so eagerly waiting for your debut album and yes and subscribe to stella venus as well thank you <laughs> so oh, glad to have you on inspiring thank experience you. thank you so I was much so honored to be here thank you so much same here stella same here thank, thank you. you so this was stella's inspiring life journey so far and some interesting travel experiences Thank you so much for giving your precious time to this podcast. If this episode was inspiring and insightful, please subscribe to my YouTube channel or come connect with me on my Instagram at the rate my boho voyage. All links to reach out to me and my guests are mentioned in the description box below. So do check. Also, the video version of the episodes are on my YouTube channel. Links in the description. Also, please don't forget to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. Send me a hi or drop a comment so that I know we are in this journey together. This is Vinakshi, your host for Inspiring Explorers, saying goodbye. See you next time with another amazing inspiring interview. Till then, take care.